Welcome to E to the Power of Three, a podcast of Bridging the Gap, where our mission is to encourage, equip, and empower every woman on her faith journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Kristen, and today we are honored to hear from one of our podcast hosts, McKelty Bloom, as she has a conversation with Bridging the Gap advisor, Sonia Bindert. In this encouragement episode, they will be discussing the topics of comparison, competition, intimidation, and how to embrace your God-given identity to flourish in the plans He has for you. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast, E to the Power of Three. And I just want to welcome you and also our guest speaker today, McKelty Bloom. She is normally your host, but (laughs) today we're having a little bit of a role reversal. Yes. (laughs) So my name is Sonia Bindert, and I'm a volunteer advisor for Bridging the Gap, and I help manage the bridge shop. So that's I've been doing it, I guess, now for about five years. And I kind of like to dabble in everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, McKelty, could I ask you, like, where do you dabble within Bridging the Gap? Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, I'm McKelty Bloom. And I, it's been really fun. I've only been really a part of it since the beginning of last year, which is kind of hard because it was not a normal year last year. Yeah. <laughs> so I came into it and was just like, oh, I'm going to help with like single moms and Thrive, um, which were kind of the big things that I wanted to jump in and, and start helping with. And then they just completely got turned over. You know, it wasn't normal how it was done, but it was still so much fun to be a part of it. And right. um, I kind of helped with a little bit of more of the social media for both and it did do a kind of a little video segment for single moms. Just I, we did like little bits of encouragement for them. And mm-hmm. so I made one on purpose that um, I really like doing. So it's been really fun to be able to be a part of Bridging the Gap and to get to know um, everybody here more yes. little by little and getting plugged in and now kind of helping out with this podcast and hosting, yes. and which has been good. And I know I told you beforehand, this is like a huge role reversal, and I'm usually not <laughs> on this end of a podcast. I'm usually uh, asking questions, and so it's kind of like nerve-wracking. <laughs> right. I can get that. I think it's hard to think, oh my gosh, this is going to be in front of a lot of people mm-hmm. and we're going to be vulnerable and a little bit of raw, yeah. you know, going yeah. on here. And and it is kind of a scary thing, but I have complete faith in you that you're <laughs> going to give us the best answers that God wants to speak through you. So thank you. I am very excited to be here. Yeah, <laughs> me too. So let's get started. So today we want to hit on comparison and competition. Mm -hmm. Specifically, we're focusing on what that looks like with women Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. workplace and within ministry. And I was even thinking about it, even within families um, and how sibling rivalry. um, I've even been competitive with my husband. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So could you tell us how you um, want to define comparison and competition and just set the precedence. Absolutely. So this is something that I am very passionate about because comparison and, you know, that competitive spirit and intimidation, all of that is something I really struggle with. And it impacts all of us. Every single person, you know, struggles Mm -hmm. with this to some extent. And it goes into every area of life. You know, it can impact our relationships. It can impact our identity and what God has called us to do, our passions, all of it. Mm -hmm. And so I really love to tackle this topic with people just to give them some encouragement. Because, you know, for me, it's 
really did hold me back for many years from doing things that I wanted to do. Like I wanted to start, you know, my Heart of the Brave ministry two years before I actually did it. Mm -hmm. And I was so scared to do my first speaking engagement because I didn't think I was going to be good enough for it. And I was sitting there like, everyone's going to be looking at me and thinking like, well, she's no Christine Kane, which I'm not. (laughs) And, you know, just that comparison held me back. And I really don't want that for people and know that it's something especially in women community of course men experience it you know men can be incredibly competitive and you know deal with comparison as well but just in my experience and what I've heard from other women it's really prominent in women communities Mm -hmm. and not because we're vicious or things like that but it's just kind of can be something that comes out more where we're intimidated by each other or tend to compare each other's highlight reels and and not really looking at that vulnerability piece so Mm -hmm. that's really what I'm excited to talk more about today and just kind of how I feel overall about it. Right. And so what I heard you say is you you were mentioning insecurities. Mm -hmm. So would you be willing to be open with us today about where your insecurities stem from or – you know where that where that started for you yeah absolutely so i think just my insecurities really came from you know starting around like middle school and in high school. And I think that's really normal, right? Mm-hmm. We all call like that middle school phase. Yes, for sure. Got the crazy yeah. haircuts and braces, you know, and just things we get nervous about. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need to be, but society and the world kind of tells us to be nervous. And that's really where it came from for me and just kind of growing up and um, all of a sudden I got really chubby and, you know, you get teased for those things mm-hmm. and just girls, middle school girls. I'm still afraid of middle school girls. Yes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I remember the gentleman who told me I was I had thunder thighs yeah. from sixth grade. Yeah. And that's still in my head. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think society had created, in a sense, these insecurities within me that really mm-hmm. impacted you know, my identity. And I think that's a huge point to think about is that oftentimes like our biggest insecurities and the biggest intimidation pieces that we have are all things that we have made up in our head often. Mm -hmm. And of course, there are people that will say horrible things to you. But I just I see so many of my friends and in myself not do things because we're intimidated by things that actually didn't even happen. And for example, I was talking with a friend one time and she was just in a really, you know, really low place and just really struggling and wanted to do all of these things just but it had a lot of fear and I asked her flat out has anyone said any of those things to you that you are thinking of yourself mm-hmm. did they say you couldn't do it did they right. say that you weren't smart enough and she really thought about it and was like no and I just I tell that story just because I want to show that there are so many times where we are held back by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when we just take that step and we take that leap, we are opened up to all these possibilities of things that we could actually be really good at. And right. to step into our calling, to step into our passions and what we really want to do and not be held back by those insecurities. And I had this realization a couple of months ago, actually, where We really have our insecurities impact our worth, Mm -hmm. you know, is really what it comes down to. And we think, I'm not good enough to do that. I I couldn't do what she does that looks, you know, so amazing. Mm -hmm. That looks too big. I wouldn't be good enough. And really, 
we get to this place where we're like, I'm not worthy enough. I, I don't, I don't think that I'm worth the time to do that. And really, I had this realization where it is a complete lie of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because if we were so unworthy, then the devil wouldn't even waste his time on us, <laughs> yes, right? True. Because the devil spends his time going after the people he is threatened by. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want you to feel good about yourself. Right. And so the fact that he's spending time telling you you're not worth it just shows that you are. <laughs> and yeah. it was that realization that really helped me to kind of push through a lot of those insecurities mm-hmm. and to help me really find my worth and to, to be able to have the confidence to move forward in that. Because right. insecurities are a real thing. Every single mm-hmm. person has it. And um, it just makes me, like I said, it just breaks my heart is when we are so held back by those insecurities, whether they're real or not, mm-hmm. you know, whether they are a truth that like maybe you feel like I'm not a good speaker, but you actually are. And yeah. I just don't want people to be held back by that and mm-hmm. just encouraging you to fight against those insecurities, put, you know, put truth to that, speak truth mm-hmm. into who you are over that when you have fear and doubt, et cetera. Right. So when you're saying put truth to that, what does that look like? Like what tools or exercises do you do to put truth to it? So I think reaching out to friends and support is a huge thing. And Mm -hmm. I know we hear that all the time and Mm -hmm. people are probably like, oh my gosh, you know, how do I talk to all these people about all my problems all the time? But it truly is really good to add a voice to that insecurity, Mm -hmm. add a voice to the fear and whatever is consuming you because then they can speak truth back because sometimes we just can't do it on our own. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're in such a pit that we're not able to bring ourselves out of that just to have someone else say, but you are good at that. Like you can do grad school because you are smart enough. Look Mm -hmm. at all of you've done. And to bring that realization to you is huge. Other things that I've done when it comes especially to comparison, because I have really struggled with that Mm -hmm. and comparing myself to other women um, and just what they're doing and if it's something that I want to do, thinking I'm never going to be good enough to do that, is just to really like sit back and actually sit in that feeling. Like that's a tool that I've used because I think we oftentimes want to just brush un unpleasant feelings, like just brush it off Mm -hmm. and not spend time on it because it was, I didn't like myself when I thought that, or, you know, I was jealous and, oh, I shouldn't be jealous. But sometimes we have to acknowledge it to Mm -hmm. be able to go through it or else it's just going to sit there. And it was really hard for me because I found myself saying that accomplishment that my friend had, I'm jealous of it. And Mm -hmm. I wish that happened to me. Mm -hmm. And it was robbing me of being excited for them and to find joy for them in that journey of their life and and being able to share an excitement and encourage them because I was so consumed on that it wasn't happening for me and a really good you know example of this is it was just the other day I was had shared with someone that like my hope is to write a book one day and they were Mm -hmm. super excited for me and that felt really good and we were having a conversation with someone else who said the exact same thing like oh I'm hoping to I'm hoping to write a book one day and she said oh my gosh get me in line to buy one of those copies and my head I'm like well she didn't say that for me she just said that's great she didn't say that she would want to buy my book maybe me writing a book is dumb maybe they think Mm -hmm. it's dumb I just shouldn't do it like, wow, like that quickly right. going down that spiral and no longer doing something that I was passionate about just because of one little circumstance. Mm-hmm. And it just 
it was helpful for me to sit in that because I could have easily been like, okay, whatever, it's fine, you know, just get over yourself, McKelty, like, (laughs) you know, something like that. But it was really helpful for me to sit in that and to realize, you know, I don't want that for myself. I don't want to be so consumed in myself, really, Mm -hmm. that I'm missing the opportunity to encourage somebody else in Mm -hmm. their calling and their gift and talent and to be able to process through that. And I really have sat in that piece and come to this conclusion, and this is probably the biggest thing that I do, a tool I utilize to fight this, is that I probably am not good enough in a lot of ways. I probably am unqualified to do things. We all are. Right? Mm-hmm. Like that could be a whole different conversation yep. Yep. and being qualified. But I spent so much time comparing myself to others of, well, why would they want me to come and speak when they could have her? Mm-hmm. You know, why would they read my book when they could read Lisa Turkhurst's book? And it was just really God showing me that, but I've asked you to do it, mm-hmm. but I want you to do it. And you may not be the perfect person for the job. There is probably someone better than you to do this. <laughs> there you know? always is. <laughs> there always is. Yeah. And so it was yeah. me kind of humbling myself in that and like mm-hmm. jokingly realizing that, you know what, I'm probably not the best person for it. There is a list of people who could do it better for me, but God asked me to do it. Right. So and, it's about the obedience. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's about that obedience. And I spent a lot of time realizing the last three years that delayed obedience can still be disobedience. Oh, yeah. And I was trying so hard to make everything perfect before I started doing it. Mm -hmm. And it was absolutely an excuse to, you know, procrastinate and not do it. Um, But it was like I'm getting to the point where I'm being disobedient in what God has asked me to do Mm -hmm. because I'm so consumed with being the best at it and doing it perfectly. Right. So after I had that realization, that really helped me. That was a huge tool. And now every time I'm having one of those feelings, I sit in it. I just stop what I'm doing and just sit in that and really think like, what am I truly feeling to my core right now? You know, am I jealous? Am I feeling insecure? You know, what is going on Mm -hmm. inside that's causing me to feel this way? That is so good. Uh, That's, you know, sitting through with counselors and therapists, one of the top things they say is, is anybody going to validate your feelings? Probably not. Mm-hmm. We need to be in a place of where we can acknowledge and validate our feelings as well and turn them over then to God. And I think that's such a great tool that you just shared with us. Mm-hmm. And it, um, and it's okay to admit I'm feeling jealous and it's okay yeah. to admit I'm angry or I feel slighted or rejected. And these are all natural things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when we admit it, it puts us in a place of being self-controlled over our feelings and emotions and not letting them get the better of us. Right, right, because it's so easy to all of a sudden compare yourself to the next person, and it's so easy to be intimidated so Mm -hmm. that you're not moving forward. But I think it's it's harder to realize that about yourself and then do something about it. Right, and to get to this point where you're like, I am going to encourage this person who is living out my dream right now that I wish I was doing, and I'm not there, but I'm still going to encourage her. And you know, maybe I didn't bounce back to 
have my great, you know, bod after pregnancy. And she <laughs> did. And But that's okay because, you know, this is my journey. Yeah. And all of our journey is supposed to look different. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to be the same as a hero that we look up to because yep. then we wouldn't be ourselves. Yeah. And we wouldn't be who God has called us to be. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to try and be authentic sometimes and to try and be unique in yourself because we don't have a like baseline for that. Great. We don't know how to do it sometimes. And so there's a lot of reflection and a lot of work it takes to to find your identity mm-hmm. and to be confident because that's the only way you can really fight insecurity and com- comparison is confidence. Right. To find out who you are. Right. You know, I just think about it. I've taken um, t- different tests, like the temperance test, mm-hmm. um, the Enneagram, mm-hmm. and all of those tests were so helpful for me to understand who I am. And even like with the temperance test, to look at other people and understand their capacities and what expectations to have on other people mm-hmm. if you can understand their personalities and then you can see their giftings. Um, I've gone so far as to even take. Yeah, um, say like coaching from the Enneagram mm-hmm. into my quiet time with God mm-hmm. and looking through the coaching to figure out, okay, God, what do we need to work on? What what do yeah. I need to pray about? Mm-hmm. So we could really know, you know, so I can know who I am mm-hmm. to be confident. Um, first of all, obviously we're going to the Bible, right? To know yeah. that we are daughters of Christ. Yeah. And Ephesians says to go boldly before the throne with mm-hmm. confidence to mm-hmm. Christ, you know. Um, but he's given us tools to help us here mm-hmm. to understand who we are. Right. So what's your experience with finding out who you are and who God's made you to be. Yeah, it has been a journey. <laughs> I will tell you <laughs> I that. Believe it. I you know, when I was little, I had all the confidence in the world. I wore sparkly shoes and polka dot pants and a striped shirt and I did not care. Anybody said that wasn't yeah, fashionable. You were you know? so cute, I'm sure. And <laughs> <laughs> all, you know, uh-huh. I was so excited about life and would talk to strangers all the time and didn't care. And then, yeah. you know, just like I said, middle school and high school was hard. And yeah. um, I really found myself quieting my voice. And mm-hmm. I, it's when I went to college, I always joke that the McKelty who went into college was not the McKelty who left mm-hmm. because so much transformation happened there. And just really realizing that I I didn't know who I was. I got out of a relationship and I realized that my identity was in that relationship. And so I didn't know who I was uh, and really was struggling with all of that. And so I actually went to therapy and to counseling um, and did that for a year and a half. And that was huge. I mean, I'm a huge advocate for counseling and therapy. Just because you're going doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. It just means you have some self-discovery to do. And so that was super helpful. And I just never, I will never forget this day where my, I don't know how we got on this subject, but we started talking about my childhood and me. I was this girl who would, you know, like I just said, wear anything and was excited about life and an extrovert and all of these things. And like now I can't even bring myself to wear this zebra coat that I got because I don't want people to look at me too much. Mm-hmm. Like I had this zebra coat with this hot pink strap and I was so, I never <laughs> wore it because yeah. I was so insecure about it and I didn't want people looking at me. And I just was this girl who would walk into a room, and I still struggle with this sometimes. I walk into a room, and instantly I'm like, everybody's looking at my outfit. Everyone's judging my greasy hair. Everybody is probably laughing at my makeup. And it's not, you know, like, where does that come from? Like, I'm just so was just so intimidated, yeah. especially walking into a room full right. of women. It is intimidating walking into a room full of women because we know that we have judgments, right? Mm-hmm. So we know that they're all going to have judgments. Right. 
and we have to come to a place of like, well, I guess I don't care about right. their judgments, but that's right. hard to set aside, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and it definitely, yeah. it definitely is. And so I was, that's who this person was. And it came to that point where my counselor said to me, so what would you, McKelty, want to say to your younger self now? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you ask anybody that, they're going to break down <laughs> crying. So of course I'd like started bawling and just said, I don't ever want her to lose her spark. I don't mm-hmm. want her to be so consumed about other people that she loses who she is. Right. And from that day, I just lived that. Mm-hmm. I lived what I wanted to say to my younger me mm-hmm. and lived that piece of wanting to just have a drive and not stop being who I was and the passion that I had and the calling that I wanted to do. Because mm-hmm. at this point, I knew I wanted I wanted to speak. I wanted, I wanted to write. I wanted to encourage people. But I was so quieted by fear and intimidation that I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, I did. I started, you know, I was the student activities director for um, at North Central. And that meant I was emceeing the whole university yeah. for events and getting out there and just started pushing myself and finding people who would encourage me along the way. Mm -hmm. And that's huge. You have to find your people. You have to find people who are going to tell you when you're wrong, but encourage you and where you're right. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge piece for me. But, you know, it's even after college, it took a lot, you know, to continue to work on myself. And um, that's always okay. We're always working on Until ourselves. Until the day we die. Yeah. I hope so. Right? Yeah. We all need to because we haven't made it. Yeah. <laughs> even no, if we're we 99, haven't. we haven't made it. Right. 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 I, I, I'm I'm relating to, and I think mm-hmm. all the ladies listening will relate to, and I and I think it's true for a lot of people where you hit a certain age of where circumstances and the world has really mm-hmm. stolen a lot. Mm-hmm. Um and so if any young women are listening, we want to encourage them not yeah. to let the world steal their joy or their yeah. spark, right? And and I think this is so true for all generations as well. And I've talked about this a little bit before in different settings. And the amount of women who are of an older generation or they, you know, their their kids are starting to go off, you know, to college and they are struggling mm-hmm. with I have these passions, but am I too old? You know, am I, yeah. you know, not able to do this anymore? And no, you are not. You mm-hmm. are not too old. You are not less equipped because of your age. You mm-hmm. aren't less able to do something just because you think, well, my time has mm-hmm. passed. It's so important that it doesn't it doesn't matter what age you are. Mm-hmm. You could do something new. You you still can make an impact. You still can um, be the person that God created you to be. Right. This is so good. Um, you know. So we've been talking about self awareness and awareness as to who we are in Christ. So let's lay out a picture or draw a picture of what this looks like um, in a group of women. We're working with a group of women, and there's some um, competition going on, some toxicity going on. Mm -hmm. How do we handle ourselves in a godly way Mm. with the toxic behavior that's going on? Um, uh, Unhealthy competition. I think some competition is healthy as long as there's good sportsmanship, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But if we start having the unhealthy behaviors, like, um, can you draw out a picture of what that would look like? Yeah. You know, that can be really hard when, you know, comparison goes to a whole new level where Mm -hmm. there there is competition. Um, I'm always someone where 
So I am a very sensitive person. Mm -hmm. And so if I get, like, offended by something or something hurts my feelings, I always have to think, like, is this something that's a me thing that I have to process or is this something that I need to address with someone? I do this all the time with my husband. And it's probably saved our marriage Mm -hmm. (laughs) the amount of times that I'm like, does this actually need to be a fight or is this a me thing? Mm -hmm. And we're in a setting and this is getting a little bit more heated. I really need to, what I encourage other people to do as well, is just take a step back and think, is there something going on inside of me that I have to address or is it something where I do need to talk to this person about it? Mm -hmm. You know, do we need to sit down and and kind of talk it through? Because that's the first thing that we have to do and that's what's biblical is Mm -hmm. to bring your needs to each other, which Mm -hmm. is really hard because I'll tell you, I am not a confrontational person. It's, I remember having to go to my boss one time to talk about something that really had upset me. And I walked into her office and I'm like, I'm going to cry, but it's not because of anything crazy. It's just whenever I have a confrontation, I cry. Uh So it's really hard to do, but there's such a vulnerability that can happen there. That's the thing with intimidation is it really wants to prevent you from being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And when I'm thinking of how intimidation and comparison impacts our our relationships, it does on so many levels. Oh, yeah. We have this tendency, especially like walking into a room full of women, we love to show our highlight reels. And like we, social media. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just like social media. I want to tell you all the amazing things going on in my life and all the good things. And you ask me how I am and I'm going to tell you great, even though I just cried my whole way here. Mm-hmm. Because there's just that fear of what if they truly see what I'm going through? They might, you know, they might judge me or they might see my life's not perfect. Or if I just had a fight with my husband, now they're going to say, oh, is your marriage not perfect? Like mine is. Yeah. You know, there's that fear. And it's so inauthentic. And there's... That moment when you stop doing that and you bring that vulnerability, that you start to just open this dam of things and all of these women, the water just floods and it's like, mm-hmm. me too. I'm experiencing that too. Yeah. And I just had this happen. My husband just slept on the couch last night because we got in a fight. Like, I haven't spoken to my kids in two months because we, we got in a fight. You know, all of these things just come pouring out. And when we're just willing to take away that comparison and trying to put our best foot forward, there's just so much good and connection Mm -hmm. and value that happens from that. But it's really hard to do because sometimes you have to be that first person. It's really just trying to be authentic is Mm -hmm. the biggest thing that we can be because we can't be anyone but ourselves. Mm -hmm. I so many times laugh at myself now and I it it, because I think about the moments where I tried to like be somebody that I wasn't and I say something really weird and I walk away and I'm like that was so weird Kelty why did you say that I don't know maybe it's just me that does it but I'll think think about it for a week like I'm like remember that awkward conversation I had like what do they think of me because I was like trying to be what they wanted me to be Mm -hmm. and it was just super awkward but then it's when you have those moments where you're yourself around someone, you don't walk away feeling that. Mm-hmm. And you just have that sense of like, I put who I was out there mm-hmm. and I am true to me and to my identity. And it really, like I said before, it's that confidence that you have in yourself that helps you to move forward in your relationships, mm-hmm. in your identity and in your calling. And we have to be confident in our callings because 
I, I have this thing that I talk about, which I call calling comparison, because we have the tendency to always like compare where we're at, like maybe our career or what we think our calling is to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And we look at people who are, you know, maybe big name, the Christian celebrities. We we look at yeah. like Lisa Turkers. Yeah, Lisa <laughs> Turkers, like Craig Rochelle. And, uh -huh. and we're like, oh, they're really doing something. And I am a teacher at a school or I am, you know, I just, I drive a bus or I do all these things. And I'm like, look at, yeah. Stay-at-home parents struggle mm -hmm. with this so much. We're like, where am I making an impact? And you can be a bus driver and ministering to people. You can be a teacher. You are you know, ministering mm -hmm. to so many people. Like, your calling has value. And we tend to highlight, you know, people in missions and ministry and writers and, you know, all of these things where it's like right where you are at is important. And yeah. God put you there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I know that's so cliche, but it's just so it's true. true. And that's why people say it all the time. Yeah. So when you're finding confidence in that, you're able to continue and walking in your life and you walk in your purpose with a sense of all of those things that we talked about, the insecurities, the feelings of I'm unworthy, um, you know, the just the awkwardness and talking with people, it all starts to dwindle away mm -hmm. because you have that confidence. Not to say it doesn't happen. Like, yeah. you know, I experience it all of the time still where I'm like, way to be super awkward, McKelty. And that's maybe just my personality. <laughs> but we all are going to struggle with comparison and intimidation. But I really think it's how we walk in it that's mm -hmm. the most important. If we're willing to acknowledge it, if we're willing to address that and say, oh, my gosh, I'm finding myself super intimidated by this situation – what can I do to calm down? And even today, like I told you when I yeah. got here, like I was really intimidated sitting down and having this conversation. <laughs> da, 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 <laughs> right, here I am. like <laughs> interviewing you, looking at each other, and I'm like, all those feelings of like, oh, what if my you know conversation doesn't go as well as the person that I just interviewed, and what if I look ridiculous? Yeah. It, it, it's so normal to feel that. But then I sat there and said. But I was asked to do this for a reason. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be asked to have this conversation if it wasn't for a reason. Right. And that helps to ground you. So that's just my encouragement for people today mm -hmm. is you have to speak truth. You have to sit in the gunk to get out the other side and yeah. really be honest with yourself. Be honest with God. Mm -hmm. Be honest with him. And he can take it, you know, and say, <laughs> I'm not surprised. No, mm -mm. I'm really frustrated with where I'm at. I don't understand why I'm here. I don't understand what I'm supposed to, to learn. Mm -hmm. um, and just to be honest with your friends and your family, the, your support, your tribe. We say that a lot. Mm -hmm. But, you know, be honest with your people and help them to speak encouragement into you. Because sometimes we are at such a low place that we can't do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I get that. Um, you have to have those people to speak truth into your life when you feel like you can't. Yeah. So. I completely concur. I, I'm relating to you because I'm sitting here and I'm turning 43 this spring. And <laughs> I know, I'm so excited. Uh, well, it's kind of mixed emotions, I'm not going to lie. But, um, you know, I think about it. When I was 21, I had the calling to minister to women. Um, but really, I didn't start ministering, working with women until I was in my 30s. And of course, that's when God was working through my identity issues, my insecurities, and mm -hmm. my cry out to God. I was like, why did you wait till I was 30? Like, how much time <laughs> did we waste, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, but the reality is he didn't waste any time because in that in-between time, I was working at a medical device company. Um, I was working with tons of women that were newly graduated from college, and I was 
interacting and learning how to deal with relationships, how to be in meetings mm-hmm. with women. Um, and he was also teaching me different skill sets, right? So none, nothing goes wasted. Yeah. Uh, but it, we want things to happen so quickly and we want mm-hmm. things to happen now. And I think about it, I feel like a horse at the starting gate, like, okay, God, mm-hmm. open it up. Let me run. Let me run. And you know, he's, yeah. he's like, no, it's not time yet. It's not yeah. time yet. And we have to be okay with that. No, th- mm-hmm. thank you for bringing that up because nothing is wasted. Yeah. Everything that you have been through, every you know challenge, everything you can learn from that. And it's created you to be who you are. So don't be intimidated by your past either. Mm-hmm. If you have a past, if you have a history, you know, don't let that stop you and intimidate you from moving forward into what God has for you next. So yeah. thank you for sharing that because that's a huge piece that I think – people really struggle with is just all like, did I waste this, this time that I had? And then looking forward, you know, I want to jump into this. I, w- mm-hmm. I want to go, go, go. And God's like, there's maybe more that we have to do first. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> and another thing I wanted to bring up as far as tools, you know, because I want to talk about the whole jealousy, you know, because uh, like you said earlier, it can be an issue when yeah. you're working in groups of women. Yeah. Um, And when I think about it, when I'm working with women and I find that I'm feeling jealous, I I purposely go out of my way to go introduce myself to Mm. the woman or to find a connection point with that that with that woman, um, and if it's appropriate, let's go out and grab coffee. Because Mm. I feel like the more we sit down and talk with one another and we find where we're similar, or maybe where we're not similar, but we're enjoying each other and we can see that we're human – you know, a lot of that jealousy will melt mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. And and two, when you get to know somebody, like they could have a great facade and they're great speakers, but then you walk into their home and they're like, oh, they're struggling with organization, <laughs> right? Like they're not perfect, mm-hmm. right? And so it's just it, when we get to know people, it brings this understanding that, hey, everybody's life is messy. Yeah. It just looks different and yeah. it comes out in different ways. Yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts? And um, tell me what it looks like, how you've dealt with jealousy or, you know. No, I love what you just said. That's really good. And to to see the person in their, like, natural state, if that makes sense, <laughs> to really talk to them about it. But, you know, with jealousy, I think I have to re- remind myself that, like, they are a human mm-hmm. and that they're going to have, like, their own flaws and their own mistakes. And I think it just goes back. The, the biggest tool I, I use is really, again, looking at, like, Okay, that's their gifting. What's mm-hmm. mine? And right. just and trying to encourage them in mm-hmm. in their gifting and being excited for them while I I work on myself. And I think, you know, you said it perfectly and when I see what I am jealous in, it's like, okay, that might be something that I want to grow in or mm-hmm. that I want to. So then I challenge myself. I'm like, so what am I going to do to get there? Mm-hmm. Like if I'm super jealous that this person just launched this great book deal and, you know, everything's going well for them, all these people are attending their their launch meetings and it's like, I'm jealous on that. So what can I do to encourage myself to get there? If I'm so jealous, like I'm not just going to sit on my butt and not write a book then, you right. know, what can I do to get to that point as well if that's something that I desire. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's a good answer to it, but I, you know, it's it's so tough to to handle jealousy. Mm-hmm. But reminding yourself and just being confident in your identity is right. just one of the biggest things. And mm-hmm. to try to be excited for people even when it's hard. Right. And to be, you know, understanding that all of our paths are different. Mm-hmm. 
And your what you're going through could really be impacting somebody and you don't you don't even know it. And mm-hmm. like you were put in where you're at now for a reason. A good example of that, I think, is I was really struggling actually when I first started my ministry because I started Heart of the Brave Ministry um, in 2018. And just felt like nothing was happening. You know, I saw all these people really excited about their ministries and like, hey, come to this event. And like 200 people came or, you know, they had a blog post and like 20 people read it. And I had one person read mine. So really struggling with comparison and jealousy. And kind of to the point where I'm like, should I even do this anymore? Like, what's Mm -hmm. the point? If nobody's going to listen, what's the point of me doing this? And one day I get an email through my website from this person in Ohio who happened to come across that word happen, you know, air quote, happened to come across a blog post that I did. And she wrote me this huge long email and said, I just want you to know that I was really, really struggling at my job. And I felt like this was a toxic environment. I didn't know why I was here. It just kind of felt really worthless. And I came across your blog and you wrote about just being yourself and mm-hmm. living in, in who you are and your purpose. And because of that, I had the, the courage to quit my job. And I went and got a new job that I'm really passionate about and it's going really well. And I just want you to know that. Wow. And I just bawled yeah. because I'm like, I thought I wasn't doing anything mm-hmm. because I wasn't getting as good enough views, you know, as so-and-so was. And nobody was commenting and resharing my blogs. But I impacted this one person. God knew the one yeah. that needed it. And you were obedient. Yep. And in turn, you blessed this woman right. to move forward in her purpose. Right. So it's all about the one. And yeah. so from that, anytime that I wrote a post, anytime I released a podcast, anytime I spoke on a stage, I said, even if this impacts one mm-hmm. person, it's worth it. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I just I tried and remember that story every time I'm feeling jealous. Mm-hmm. I just remember, like, remember when I didn't think I was good enough and I thought everybody else was better? I impacted one. one. And that's what matters. It's mm-hmm. just that one person. So when we are feeling jealous, when we are intimidated and struggling with comparison, you know, that's just what my hope is for everybody mm-hmm. and my encouragement is just try to sit with where you're at mm-hmm. and understand that if you're in a season of growing, what are you learning? If mm-hmm. you are in a season of, you know, everything is going really great, awesome. Who can you pour into right now that maybe yes. isn't feeling that way? You know, if you are struggling with comparison, remember that that's still a person who's got their own stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So how can you be vulnerable in where you're at to maybe help them in where they're at? Because right. I just, I love vulnerability. I will always be that person that will go first. Mm-hmm. I, I Sometimes I'm like, did I just share it too much? Like, do you really love it or yeah, do you love I, it because God's called you to be vulnerable? Like true. I think about it, I'm like, I don't know if I really love it, but I know God's called me to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I, that's a scary place to be in. It is. And so for you to say I love it, I'm like, that just shows that to me that you have the heart of God and you want to mm-hmm. be vulnerable so that way others can also, you know, be vulnerable and be honest. And that's what God is asking us to do, to bring healing to so many people's hearts. Right. And that's why I started my podcast, Coffee Mm -hmm. with Kelty, where it's just having real life conversations with people, because I never want someone to feel that they are alone in what they're going through, Mm -hmm. because someone has gone through it. And it's when we go first and we say, this is what I'm going through, it just opens the door for other people to feel that too. And I will be that person. Mm -hmm. If I have to go out and embarrass myself, 
myself tremendously, put all my <laughs> dirty laundry out there, you know, for someone else to know that they're not alone, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. So just to encourage all the women listening, it's okay to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and find the right people to be vulnerable with. Yeah. So do you have any final words to share with us, McKelty? You know, I I think that's it. This has been so much fun. Yeah. And I just... I know I talked about a lot of things, but really to my core, I just want people to hear and to know that every single person struggles with intimidation. Mm -hmm. Even if you're a man listening, which I hope my husband is listening, so here's to you. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a man listening, you know, you're a woman listening, if you... You have to know that you are not alone in that and just to speak life into yourself Mm -hmm. and to remember that if you're walking in confidence in your identity, it's a whole new world. Mm -hmm. It really is. And it's not easy. Even the people that look the most confident struggle tremendously with Mm -hmm. it, too. And just be honest. Be honest with where you're at because you have no idea how you can impact someone else, especially as leaders. I know there's a lot of leaders listening to this. Mm -hmm. And just when you are taking that step first and being vulnerable, it is so important because people will follow you in that. So take that first step. Don't let intimidation hold you back. Don't let it hold you back in your relationships. Don't let it hold you back in what God has called you to do. Mm -hmm. And you are on the right track if you're feeling insecure because that devil's trying to shut you down. Amen. So keep walking in what you're doing and hold on to the truth of who you are. But yeah. thank you for having me today. Oh, it was and such a was pleasure. So thank you for <laughs> thank you for letting me interview you and do a role reversal. I love this. It, it was, was so, so much good. fun. It was great. So until we meet again, thank you for joining us at the Eid to the Power of Three podcast. Blessings. Thank you for joining us for this encouragement episode of E to the Power of Three. We were honored to hear from McKelty Bloom and Sonia Bindert on comparison, competition, intimidation, and how to walk humbly and confidently to live out the purposes God has for your life. Make sure to follow us at MNBTG on social media or check out MNBTG.org to stay up to date on more from Bridging the Gap. We look forward to being with you next time on E to the Power of Three.